Good afternoon, guys. Um, welcome back to episode nine of FPL Apprentices. Chris, would you like to say hello? <laughs> As for normal, nice to be recording with you, Tom. So today is episode nine, and it is going to be the first time ever on the channel that we have got guests. Now we're both very excited about this. It's going to yeah. change the format of the of the of the episode today slightly. So we're going to go through we're going to go through our game week reviews for game week seventeen. We both had good weeks, Tom. Go through our predictions, some eye tests. Then we're going to be having a general kind of more footballing conversation, which is kind of loosely connected to FPL. And then we'll go into our predictions for game week eighteen. We will have another podcast episode up after this it will be a free hit and game week 18 preview but for now we're going to get into it so our first guest ever on the channel Alfie would you like to introduce yourself yes lovely to be here I mean it's uh it's been a long time coming isn't it it's um, nice to finally be on yeah yeah, yeah. it's good it's been exciting it's good stuff um before we uh, before we start talking to you, Alfie, about about football and everything, let's get into going through our game week seventeens. Um, Chris, do you want to want to talk through yours first? Yeah, yeah. So finally, a good week. Now I've been on a bad. I've had a bit of a rut recently. Well, more than a rut. It's been worse than a rut. One, two, three, four, five red arrows in the previous six weeks before this week, and I finally got a big green arrow up five hundred k. Score of 81, no transfers made. Lloris with the seven, that was very nice because a lot of the main keepers mm-hmm. didn't play. You got Edison, McCarthy, Lloris, yep. Martinez didn't return. So Lloris getting the seven was very welcome. Kufal, I was buzzing with Kufal at 80, like four minutes. And then after Suchek and Cresso scored, it wasn't it wasn't so it wasn't so brilliant. But I'm pleased with the six points away at Everton. West Ham looked good. Two clean sheets on the bounce now. And they've got some good mm. fixtures coming up. Obviously, they're blanking 18, but mm. game week 19, everyone everyone is looking at the West Ham defence, Burnley and West Burnley and West Brom at home. So, very pleased to own Kufan. Robertson with one point. Now, I feel a bit unfortunate this one because Robertson created a lot of chances for Mane, managed score in this game. I'm glad to own Robertson. He will not be leaving my team. He's got a good, a fairly good double game week, two home games, and we know what Liverpool like at home generally. Apart from the West from at home. Now we both got affected by this these next two players, Dom. Double Man City defence. Little rat. What earth was he doing? Scoring that goal at the end. Oh my yeah. day. I, I would have been on for an extra. I think Cancelo or Stones, one of them was on for bonus for me. So I would have gone yeah. I would have got more than ninety points, even bigger. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> Just wasn't moving into the midfield now. Adams didn't play, so Basuma came off the bench. My player, I brought him in so that he comes off the bench for the two points, gets a yellow card and injured, gets taken off at 45 minutes. So he gets me zero points. He's now suspended <laughs> for the blank gaming, so he can't play. So that is that is uh, not what I was looking for. Uh, yeah. Other than that, Bamford with two, and then my big hitters finally, finally coming through. Son, Kane and De Bruyne haven't been doing so well recently, and they both perform. They all performed big this week. So I was very pleased with that. And then obviously you can't not have Fernandes at the moment. Uh, he's, he just keeps performing. So score of 81, 25 points above the average. So satisfactory week. And I'm feeling confident moving forward. 
Yeah, yeah that's good stuff, man. Finally, nice to see us both getting green arrows. Um, yeah. Alfie, do you have your FPL team up, or do you want me to run through yours for you? Don't mind. No, no, I, I've got it. In, I've, I've got, got it in front of me. Oh yeah, do you want to, do you want to run through your game then? Yeah, so uh, I've got Meslier in goal. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, conceded quite a few goals <laughs> against Tottenham. I think yeah, I've got him in mainly just because if he doesn't keep a clean sheet, he makes lots of saves yeah. because Leeds do ship mm. a lot of chances. Um, because uh, yeah, that their, their defense is is not great. Mm. Um, and then defence I've got Alexander-Arnold uh, Thiago Silva and Robertson so not a great week <laughs> considering um, yeah Robertson one point Thiago Silva one point and Alexander-Arnold two points so um, pretty disappointing there um, usually you know Alexander-Arnold and, and Robertson are, are usually bankers for assists and things like that and goal contributions but um, not this time out unfortunately Um and then in the midfield, I've got five across the midfield mm-hmm. because uh, Trey Adams, unfortunately, was um, out injured, I think, concussion or something like that Yeah, from the previous game. Um, so I've got Eze got me five points, scored a very good goal for uh, Palace. Um, Madison got me 10 points, which was quite good. I was quite pleased with that. Uh, El Ghazi, too, disappointing. I've had him in the last couple of weeks just because he's... Um, I think he scored five goals in the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, he's doing very well. Impressive, but... Um, yeah, not not this week, unfortunately. Um, I finally got Bruno in. It's um, I, w- I was reluctant to get him in as an Arsenal fan, but I got him in. He got me 20 points as captain, so yeah, I was fairly pleased with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tielemann, seven points. Um, not bad. Got a goal as well. Um, and then Vardy and Calvert-Lewin up front. Vardy with five points. I think he got an assist. Um, and Calvert-Lewin with two points. So 57 points overall, you know. A solid week, not not great. I've had I've had uh, better, and I've definitely had worse. But um, yeah, overall, not bad. Yeah, yeah one thing no, I've just seen here as well. You brought in Fernandes for Manny, so that's a that was a very successful transfer yes. for you. Yeah, I think um, obviously Fernandes is, is uh, I think he's more reliable than Manny, even though I do like him, and he has lots of goal contributions. I think he's not as consistent because you know they've got people like Firmino, hotter when he's fit. Obviously, not now. Uh, and Salah as well, but I think you know Fernandes is a staple in that Man United team, so I think he's good to have him in. Um, so yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Tom, do you want to run for your team? Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, so I got eighty-one points as well, so a nice green arrow for the first time in a while. <laughs> I was buzzing. Um, minus four because uh, I took, I made, I made two strange transfers that I didn't talk about on the pod last week because I changed my mind, but I am. Um, Brought in Mitchell and Stevens for Click and Van Aanholt. Now, <laughs> now this these are transfers. Oh, no. I know, I know. Now these transfers were planning though for eighteen and nineteen, so I had to make them. And in the end, it didn't matter because um, the other two blanked anyway. And I should have played Mitchell, but I didn't. But I'll run you through my team. Um, Martinez three points. I mean, I think I can't always expect to clean sheet, especially against United. He made he made seven saves. Um, so, not bad. Uh, my defence was woeful. Dallas, Diaz and Cancelo. So close to that double city clean sheet. I was so close. And when I saw when I saw that Chelsea goal go in, I was so upset. Um, especially as I benched Dyer and Mitchell. Six points from both of them. Um, yeah, as I, I started Dyer right to the last minute. And then a man called Josh Kersey, as we all know, 
um, said, oh, start Dallas, start Dallas. And he snaked me and start Mitchell himself. So he lost me a few points there. But, but you know, never mind. Um, midfield, Suchek, 11 points. What a guy. What a nice goal. I was buzzing with him. Um, I lo- love Suchek or Sochek, whatever his name is. <laughs> <he's here. laughs> um, Grealish, seven points. I mean, he got an assist. He got two bonus when they lost 2-1. So you can see how much he's involved with the, with the play, how good, he, how good he is. They just need to finish more Villa. Um, Captain Son, finally him returning, 26 points. Beautiful. De Bruyne returning, 13 points as well. Lovely. Wilson and Firmino blank, which is a bit disappointed with Firmino. But, I mean, he's a bit of a strange player. Obviously, he's not their main goal scorer, but I'm hoping for a return soon from him. And then uh, with Wilson... I mean, he's not always going to return against Leicester. It was going to be tough. But then, and then I had Kane with the 12 points, which was uh, very nice. So, yeah, the Spurs and City attackers returning. So, that's why I had a green arrow. Yeah, very, very happy with that, that game week. Quick word yeah. on your transfers, Tom. Are you pleased that you made them? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you'll find out why when I talk, like we see for 19 and 18, why. But, yeah, I'm happy. They okay. have to be done. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. We shall move on now to the prediction game. Now, we got predictions from Alfie. So, we have, for the first time ever, three sets of predictions. And there was a slight winner. One of us, one of me and Tom did very badly. The other one did all right. So, <laughs> so Everton versus West Ham. I think this game, I always thought that would be a lower scoring game. It's Everton don't have that. They don't have that form they had at the start of the season. Calvert Lewin hasn't scored in four or five games. Wasn't expecting many goals from them. I pre- I correctly predicted the one nil, which is slightly fortunate. So I guess the the Salchek goal wasn't actually as bad as I thought it was at the start. To be fair, when I saw that goal go in, I was buzzing because I really like <laughs> the guy. He, he just looks like such a nice guy with his potato salad. If you see his post match interviews. <laughs> it's class affected him a lot I was happy that he got uh, Tom do you remember West Ham win surely if I have Suchek 2-0 yeah yeah you guys 2-0 yeah now this game was probably one of the deadest first halves ever the second half the tempo got up a little bit but didn't look like much was going to happen Alfie, you guessed 3-1 yeah, Everton, yeah. so you're off the mark yeah, on this thought, one. Um, you know, Everton surprised me early on, and then they went off it a bit, and then they crept back up to the top. I think they were on 29 points before the start of the game week, so I, I backed them to get the win there. Mm. But um, no, fair, fair play to West Ham, they were, they were quite good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's understandable, because um, Chelsea, um, not Chelsea, Everton had won four games on the bounce previous to that game, mm. so it's understandable yeah. your prediction. Moving on to the next game, Man United versus Villa. Alfie, you correctly predicted this, 2-1 to, to Man United. Yeah, yeah. That was a good guess. This game, this game, we all predicted it to be fairly low scoring. Me and you, Tom, both went for 1-1. I think, I think they were good, good guesses. We, we predicted how the games would go fairly well. I think that's pretty good. Moving on to the next game. Spurs versus Leeds. Now, I think we both we all expected Leeds to score because it's Leeds. Leeds Leeds don't often yeah. not score. Now, obviously they did they did not score, so none of us got the correct result. But we all predicted Spurs mm-hmm. to win. So 
4-1-3-1-4-2. I think they're all reasonable guesses. Balfour had like seven shots yeah, or something. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I saw. You know, Leeds were very wasteful from what I saw anyway. Mm. Yeah. But they created the chances still, as you'd yep. expect from Leeds. So if you're whole, if you've got Leeds players, definitely keep them. Moving on to the next game. Now, Alfie, I'm sure you're pleased with this one. You correctly <coughs> predicted 2-0 to Crystal Palace. Yes, I did, yeah. Um, you know, I looked at it. I didn't, I didn't think it'd be, you know, too much of a high-scoring game, but I didn't back Sheffield United to win with the, uh, you know, horrible run they've been on since the start of the season. So, um, yeah, I'm quite pleased with that one. Yeah, that was a good guess. Uh, Tom, you, you predicted 1-1. I think it was reasonable. Tom was hard to predict. Yeah. I keep back in Sheffield United yeah. they keep losing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess 2-0. Oh, I'll probably do it again. I'll just keep doing it until they win. 2-0. I know. I went for it. They didn't really create one shot. Well, I think they created one shot. It was it was pretty lucky they came about. Anyway, swiftly moving on to Brighton versus Wolves. Now, I don't think any of us could have predicted this game to be 3-3. No. Three, three. <laughs> so... Tom, you predicted 2-1 to Wolves. I was 1-0 Wolves. And Alfie, you were 2-1 to Brighton. I think we all predicted fairly low scoring, a fairly low-scoring game, but I think we need to reevaluate with Wolves. They're not the defensive powerhouse that they were last year. Uh, you know, they don't have that consistency with their lineups. Nuno's constantly changing. I think we need to reevaluate with Wolves, especially away from home. Their home form has been all right. But their away form, especially defensively, has been poor. So, free all in that game, none of us even got the correct result. So. I'd, I'd just like to add, um, you know, Wolves have been pretty poor this year. You know, I think they've had uh, quite a few injuries, especially senior centre-backs like Bolly uh, yeah. have been injured. And then, um, you know, they obviously lost Jota at the start of the year, which is quite a big blow. So, you know, I expect them not to be as good this year, but conceding three against Brighton is um, it's pretty unforgivable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Jimenez has been out as well, of course. And uh, he was their talisman last year. Uh, I think he's back in training now, so we can hopefully have him back in a few months. Nuno said it's a matter of time, not a matter of if. Oh, good, good. So that's good. We will be seeing Jimenez again. Great yeah. Yeah, because that was horrible. Horrible injury. Next game, West Brom versus Arsenal. <laughs> I think we all reasonably predicted Arsenal to win. I think that was a... Good prediction. They comfortably, comfortably won this game. Four goals to nil. Tom, you were one nil. I was two nil. Alfie, you were two one. You didn't back the clean sheet out. No, well, yeah, it's West Brom. You know what? Um, with this Arsenal team at the moment, obviously that's that's three wins in a row now. But you just never know. Under Arteta, we you know we started quite well. And we we won an FA Cup, but then going into this year, we've had two months with you know pretty much no wins. So it's been it's been on and off. Um, but I think the other day was. You know, it was it was back to uh, how I'd expect them to play, especially with um, you know people like Saka and, and Lacazette who are currently playing quite well. Surprisingly, considering um, <laughs> considering I don't rate Lacazette too much, but um, yeah, he's been he's been quite good. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm pleased with that. Four um, 0 though, I wasn't expecting that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone could have expected that. Arsenal haven't scored four goals all season, so yeah. <laughs> It was a good, very good. I didn't, I didn't watch the game, but TNE looks, TNE looks good. I think he's been the most consistent performer. But we'll get on to Arsenal later. Let's not talk about him too much now. Next game, Newcastle versus Leicester. I correctly predicted this two-one Leicester. This is 
I don't know. I just felt like this would be a two-one. <laughs> it's just one of them. Got a bit lucky. Alpha, you were two-nil. Yep. Very reasonable prediction if it wasn't for Andy Carroll's late goal. Yep. Tom, two-one <laughs> Newcastle. Can you explain yourself there? I'm a, I'm a Wilson owner, and I was just hoping that he'd uh, get a brace. <laughs> the only reason it was, a, it was a stupid guess, but never mind. Yeah, uh, you do like to you do like to predict games, yeah, like, don't I do. you? <laughs> Whatever suits your FPL team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last uh, last two games, then Chelsea Man City. Now, unfortunately, both me and Alfie, who could watch the game, missed the first half, mm. which was by far the better half. Yeah. Uh, Man City winning this game comfortably. They look like they they're getting their swagger back. They look like they're performing again. Now, they look like a powerhouse. I predicted nil nil though. <laughs> I don't know why. I, shocking guess. I'm trying to think why I guessed nil. No, no. I don't know. I guess Man City. 1-1, 0-1, 2-0, them in scoring too much, but Chelsea looked so off the pace in that game. Yeah. We'll, we'll get on to the high test in a bit, but they really didn't look great. Yeah. So, Tommy predicted 1-0 and Alfie 2-1. I think they're fair predictions. Yeah. Man City to win was probably the, the, the obvious choice. I'm, in hindsight, I don't really know why I didn't choose that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so, like, City are a strange team at the moment. Mm. I think, um, you know, they don't have a a regular striker and you know they played United the other day in the in the uh Carlin Cup or whatever it is semi final and um somehow got two goals by Stones and, and Fernandez. <laughs> so you know it's a strange one. I don't really rate Jesus. Um so I just think yeah it's um you know they're they're very hit and miss at the moment. Mm. I definitely think their form's improving though. Yeah I'd, I'd agree with you season. on that. I'd agree with you on that yeah. Okay, moving on to the final game. Now, I think fairly understandably we all predicted this to go to Liverpool. <laughs> Southampton winning the game 1-0. Now, I think Liverpool were... I think they should have scored one goal. They had the chances to score a goal. They, 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 they remind me a bit of Man City a few weeks ago where they kept trying to pass into the net mm-hmm. at points. They should have just... Especially Manny. I think Manny had a great chance to shoot and he tried to pass it. Or Robertson, it was one of them. Liverpool looked fairly good on, fairly good in the attack because Southampton's defence has been solid in recent weeks. If I just get up the last few results. 1 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 1. So they conceded one goal in the last four games. So it was always going to be a tough game for Liverpool to break them down. Uh, but that early goal, Liverpool do seem to turn off early in games quite often. And Dan Ings capitalised. So fair play to Southampton. They played well defensively especially but they did look dangerous at points as well so yeah, great, great I think Southampton looking good yeah classic Ings he's been, he's been on form when he's been fit this season he's definitely an option FPL but we'll get on to that in, in another episode Tom yeah so final results for this week Tom you had a shock of four points oh dear <laughs> I had eight points Alfie had ten points so just to, to go over how the scoring system works one point for a correct result so if you guess 2-0 and it was 2-1 uh, then you get one point if uh, if you guess the correct scoreline so if you guess 3-0 and it was 3-0 then you get three points and if you don't guess either the correct score or result you get zero points so Alfie you got 10 I got 8 Fair enough. you got 4 yeah. so oh. Alfie that's a very solid start from you and remember there was only yeah. 9 games played as well because Burnley Fulham didn't, didn't take place cool Fair yeah, play. Yeah. Quite pleased with that. Yeah, that's impressive. 
If I just uh, contrast, so we had one week, episode six, where I got zero points and you got two. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, I think our, our best ever is 18. So, Alfie, that's a solid score. That was, that was a good start yeah, for me. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Yeah, very good. No, you should be. Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, so, overall standings, we will start the guest league. So, guests start with 10 now after Alfie's good performance. I'm on 60, you're on 58, Tom. So, I'm back in the league. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll probably start the guest league and we'll we'll keep our competition, Tom, where you're on 58 and I'm on 60. And then we'll have another league where it starts from last week. So, you're on 4, I'm on 8 and the guest is on 10. Yeah, okay, nice. Stuff. Excellent. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, good. Good start from winters. Good start to your to our first guest episode. Well done. Yep, very good. Okay, we will we will move on now to the eye test. Unless any of you guys have anything to say. Like, move yeah, on. move on. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, I just wanted to talk about West Ham quickly. I thought. Cresswell looked quite good in this game. He looked more attacking than, than Kufal. He looks like a good option. He is 12% owned, fairly highly owned. I think Suchek's similar, Salchek's similar. Yeah, Salchek's 11%. So a lot of a lot of people getting Salchek off the bench because of the Burnley-Fulham postponements. That's fortunate points off the bench. I don't think... I wanted to ask you this question, actually, Tom. Do you think you can play Salchek every week in a four-man four field? I mean, I ha- well, I have to. So, the answer to that question is yes. I mean, I mean, the thing is with him, he he plays CDM with Rice, but he do- he has so good aerial threat and he bombs forward a lot. Like, I think he's not always going to score. Obviously, he's cheap, but you can expect to go every like three game weeks or four game weeks. So he's not the worst to play, to be honest. And he'll play every game, and he plays like ninety minutes every game. I think so. He's not the worst, is he? He's good, good man. Well, impressive. I've got a quick stat for you, Tom. Guess how many suit goals Salchek has scored in the past 10 game weeks? Four. Alfie, take a guess. Ooh, uh, I'm going to say three. He scored five goals in 10 game weeks <gasps> for a five million really? midfielder in FDL. Wow, wow, wow. So, Very good. Yeah, he does look threatening when you watch him as well. He gets his head on a lot and he, he gets a good bonus as well that's the thing to mention so obviously he's playing in the midfield he gets a lot of interceptions tackles etc so he's good for bonus I really like him I like the guy as well so mm. yeah, yeah West Ham yeah. West Ham's former turn is um, turning again they've had a bit of, they had a little bit of a dodgy patch oh no they didn't what am I on about they didn't they just had a poor performance against Chelsea that was it where they got hammered by Chelsea. well they didn't even get hammered it was just a strange game but West, West Ham are back on it and they're looking good. Anything you guys want to say? Um, well, you know, I agree with you. West Ham have been pretty good this year. They've been um, quite surprising, actually. But, um, I, uh, you know, I think um, people like Bowen popping up, um, he's been quite good this year. Obviously, Suchek has been chipping in with a few goals. So, yeah, I've been quite impressed with them this year. Um, you know, they've surprised me with where they are. Yeah. I didn't expect them to, to be this solid. Obviously, they had that good run of form at the end of last year, but they've really carried it on to this year. And they are looking good. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
a clean sheet against Everton as well. I know they were out for some of their players, but Rodriguez came on as well. Clean sheet against Lewin, and you know your team's doing well. So, yeah, impressive yeah, from them. Definitely. And that's a big, big win away from home at Everton. That's good stuff. I've got a question for both of you about Calvert-Lewin. He is, I'll just get up how, he is 53% owned, so it's over half the game owning him. He has not scored a goal oh, wow. since game week. Let me just get out, hold on. 11, game week 11. 11. Yeah, he hasn't scored yeah, since game week 11. Weeks. And he, he doesn't really look that threatening either. Uh, so what do you, what do, you do? if you, Obviously, if you own him, do you get rid of him? Do you keep him? What's your plans? Well, uh, I've got him in my team at the moment, um, but I'm, you know, I'm probably going to get rid of him at some point in the near future. He hasn't been bagging goals, is he? So there's definitely cheaper options um, that I can look at um, for a, for a better return. Um, even even people like Ings, um, who's just come back yeah. into the side. Obviously, I've got I've already got Che Adams in there as it is, and I I think he's been decent. Um, Vardy as well. Scores the occasional goal, but you know, there hasn't been too many prolific strikers this year. I've, you know, I'm looking at people like Lacazette in recent games. It's been quite good actually, um, and like I said previously, he surprised me. So I might get him in for this game week, but um, yeah, probably end up getting rid of Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, one one thing I'd yeah. say about that is that his Calvert-Lewin's run has been has coincided very strongly with. James Rodriguez's uh, absence from the team. So, Rodriguez has missed game at 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Uh, and he was playing in game at 11 when Calvert-Lewin last scored. So, I think with him coming back, there could be a shot to keep him. But we just don't know if he's going to... I don't think he'll have the same form, but will he have the same effect on the team? I'm not sure. Just like to, to, to think about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think with him as well... Obviously, he plays this week when many people don't play, so you keep him then. But I think he's someone that you could probably, probably move on, like Alfie was saying, to an Ings or like a Bamford or Wilson or something like that. But I think now Rodriguez is back, he might start scoring again. Mm. So it's a tough one. But definitely keep him with this week because he's, he's playing, I think. Keep him and reevaluate because yeah. Hammers should be, should be starting that game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Right. Moving on to the next game Man United, Aston Villa. Villa holding their own in these big games, I must say. I've, I've been really impressed by them. They performed really well uh, for the whole of this season, really. Uh, they're doing well in the table. Are they in the top eight, something like that? They're in the top half, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, they've got they've got a few games yeah. in hand as well. Um, so they've been quite Yeah, good. for sure. I, th- I think they're, fa- they're finding this new system where Barkley, Barkley's been injured. They're playing this 4-2-3-1 with McGinn in a more holding role and I think he's really coming into his own we're seeing the best of him again this season yeah. El Ghazi chipping in with goals Grealish I've been in, I've been really impressed with Grealish's overall play but he seems to be a creator in chief and I can't see his goal threat at all mm. he just seems to be crossing at every opportunity to no. Watkins and if Watkins starts putting them in I, I can see him getting a lot more a lot more points but I'm just not sure about Grealish I think he's a good asset because he will get the assist because he creates so much. But just that the fact that he doesn't have that goal for it, I don't know, it makes me a bit less reluctant to take him out as I took him out a couple of weeks ago. Well, well, you, you bang on there. I think um, that's why I've got El Ghazi in because I think he offers that mm. threat at the back post. We've seen quite a few times he's come in and just finished the ball from either Grealish or 
I think Bertrand Traore yep. has been playing quite well uh, crossing the ball on the on the right hand side. So yeah, I think I think Grealish is one of them people that will give. He'll get like the second assist. Like he'll play the ball to someone else, and they'll play the ball in, then someone will score. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how how you know how many points he'll get on a regular basis. Yeah, and that's a good point. Yeah, I wrote that. And yeah, uh, Chris has been a liking El Ghazi as well. So yeah, he's a good pick. I think. I think we've seen since Aston Villa changed their formation from when Barkley was injured. We've seen El Ghazi and Trari really benefit. They've been creating a lot more. They've had a lot more chances created for them, and they've been they've been putting them away. El Ghazi's on penalties as well. You can't forget that. Yeah. That's an important factor. Grealish doesn't seem to be on all the corners. Triore seems to be on a few free kicks and corners. So I think there's, there, there is scope to go for Triore slash El Ghazi over Grealish because you saved two mil. But Triore, as we saw against yeah. I think Crystal Palace, he is a bit of a rotation risk, especially with Barkley coming back. And so is El Ghazi, I think. So that's just the, that's the only downside because Grealish is playing 90 minutes every game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I didn't watch the game. How did like did I don't know if you've if you watched it, Fernandes or Rashford? Like, how were United? Did, were United good? Oh, Fernandes got the pen. Other than that, Man United played well. Martinez made seven saves. I'm trying to trying to remember the game. I don't know. Was it was that the um? Yeah. Was that the Pogba dive? <laughs> yeah. 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 I've, I've, seen, I've seen I've seen that, but I didn't watch you know too much. The first no, half, yeah. Man United played <laughs> pretty much nothing. They had pretty much one chance from what I watched. I think I missed the first ten minutes or something. But Wamasaka whips into Marshall. But Aston Villa looked good in the first half. The second half, the game was a bit more open. But nothing really stood out to me. I can't remember. You think that it really stood out? So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But Fernandes and Rashford yeah. are good options, 100. percent Mm, yeah, definitely. Of course. I mean, as you can see there, Fernandes gets ten points from just having to score a pen, and he, they get a lot of pens. And he, he's just he's just playing well. He's United's. He's basically United's De Bruyne, isn't he? It's very important for them. He's been really good. Definitely, someone's have. Um, while we probably all own him now, and he gets <laughs> max bonus as well. He's good at getting the bonus points. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Shall we um shall we move on to the best game of the weekend? <laughs> Go on, Spurs then, Take the centre stage. <laughs> oh, I have a little yeah, so I have a little talk on this. So I'm going into this game. I'm a little, little bit worried because the leads are so dangerous and you could tell the first fifteen minutes leads were just stopped um they they got so much energy and Tottenham were looking tired already fifteen minutes <laughs> in. Son was looking tired. Mm. Leads are just so good. And that's part of because the way Bielsa trains him. He is a good manager. I've um, seen murderable training that he does. Their fitness is, is so good. It's good. I mean, when it went 15, 20 minutes in, I was thinking Tottenham aren't going to win this. Um, I was a bit worried. And then, was it a pen? That Was the yeah. first goal a pen? Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. So, people might... It was it was, uh, The contact was about on the, on the pen box line. I think it was a pen. I mean... Some people would say it won't. It was given a pen. Kane scored that, and then the momentum changed a bit. Um, Tottenham started to attack a bit more. They were pressing more. There's a bit more confidence there. Son scored a lovely goal. That Kane and Son link up. That was a beautiful goal for Son's 100th. Um, it was very nice. I mean, like we said, like we said earlier, Leeds did throw away a few chances. Bamford missed a couple. I remember Click volleyed one over from about 10 yards out. 
just skied one over. But um, yeah, and then Tottenham Tottenham killed the game with a, a lovely header, a lovely cross from Son, Toby header, in and the keeper the keeper couldn't do much about it. It was so powerful that it just went in over the line. But I do think that that Leeds definitely a team to get on and keep holding. But Tottenham. The, the good thing with that game was Mourinho couldn't sit Tottenham back because if you sit back against Leeds, you're going to get destroyed because they put so many men forward that you can't deal with it. So, and because Tottenham didn't sit back, it was Kane, it was the Kane and Son show, and they could actually play some good football. So it was actually enjoyable to watch Tottenham play for the first time in a very long time because they just didn't sit back. I mean, I don't know, I don't know the next game they play, they'll probably try and sit back in that, but it was good. And I mean, Tottenham, I think, deserved the win. But it, it could have gone it could have gone to Leeds. But yeah, good good 3 0 win. And I was very very happy. Good way to start my weekend, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apart from that game, obviously I've been quite impressed with Leeds this year. People like Rafinha yeah. um, and Jack Harrison. I think I think he's been a bargain. If you look at Arsenal spending seventy million on Pepper <laughs> and then look at what Leeds spent on Rafinha, I think uh, that's a that's a clever bit of business. But um yeah, if, you know, if Bamford and people like that were a bit a little bit more clinical against Tottenham then I think it could have been a very different game early on. I yeah. think it was a, it was an efficient performance from Tottenham. They defended quite well. Yeah, you know, I think I think they defend well. Lloris, I don't really make him remember him making that many saves. Have a look. Five saves. I think they were quite easy saves. I remember Bamford had a lot he of shots what? straight at him. Rafinha had a chance. I thought, yeah, efficient performance from Tottenham and Sonic Kane. Where would Spurs be about Sonic Kane? Yeah, I know. I know. Air class. Wait, that's a big reason why I'm I'm not doing so good at fantasy this year because I've got a personal rule as an uh, not to include any Tottenham players. Yeah, in my yeah. Game. So, so, you know, Son and Kane, as much as I'd like to have them in, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a similar rule. I had a Bamiang for the first two, but since then, I have a rule. No Arsenal players. If I'm going to have any, max one. But yeah, no, no <laughs> Arsenal players. <is> my <laughs> We're on the same night. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, well, talking about Arsenal, Alfie. Uh, West Brom, Arsenal. Do you want to talk us through the game? Any yep. talking points from that you want to bring up? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, before the start of the game, it was a little bit in question whether it would go on because there was quite a lot of snow on the pitch. But, um, you know, these modern pitches can deal with it and, and by kickoff. All the snow was pretty much gone. Um, you know, Arsenal started quite well, quite efficiently, um, which is unsurprising considering they've been, you know, the last couple of games, especially against Chelsea, they started quickly and that's why they got a foothold in the game. Um, but um, yeah, Tierney, shout out to him because that was a fantastic goal. Yeah. Um, coming in off the, off the left-hand side and I've I got to admit, I didn't expect him to do that. So fair play. Um, and then... You know, the second goal was was link-up play between Saka, Smith-Rowe and, and Lacazette. And, you know, that was classic Arsenal, in my opinion. That was what I've missed seeing over the last few months. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was nice to see us back um, doing that. And, and West Brom, you know, their defence has been poor all year, but you've got to give credit to Arsenal because they played some lovely football. Um, second half, Tierney crossed the ball. I think Lacazette with the third goal, bit of a... Bit of a lucky goal was off Lacazette's knee or something, but you've got to be in the right position um, to put the ball in the net. So, um, yeah, overall, pretty ple- pleased with the uh, performance. Um, Lacazette with the fourth goal as well, I think that was. Yeah, off the off the rebound. And, um, 
yeah, it's nice to see Arsenal playing some good stuff finally, even though it was against quite a, a poor and, and, in my opinion, a team yeah. that will get relegated, West Brom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a question for you, actually, Alfie. So this, uh, this Smith Rose coming to the team, like, what do you think of him? Because I haven't really heard of him before. Yeah, well, I think he's been in and out the last couple of years. He played a few Europa League games and he's, I think last year he went on loan to Huddersfield. Didn't really do a great deal. So he's been a bit of a revelation coming in this year. Mm. I mean, I've heard rumours about looking at uh, creative midfielders like Isco from Real Madrid, who I think, you know, is a bad option. Um, yeah. He's ageing. Yeah. Um, and it's probably better to look at someone like Smith Rowe coming through. But um, yeah, he's been a pleasant surprise because a lot of clubs have um, good players coming through. And over the last few months and last couple of years, we've had players like Saka, Willock, and now Smith Rowe coming through. So it's nice to see that. Um, and hopefully he can continue his form and we'll see how good he can really be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's good to see. He's got, chipping in with the assists as well. So Yeah, just another, another thing to say about Smith Rowe. Yeah. Exactly. It's his, his, uh, since he's come into the team, it was Chelsea at home. And since then, um, Arsenal won every single game. So do you think his return has, has coincided with yeah. Arsenal's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you think his return is... It is, is linked to Arsenal's upturning results. Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's two main things. I think his personal performance has been very good, um, so fair play and you know, good stuff. But um, I think Arsenal have just lacked a creative midfielder the whole year. We've had players. We've obviously signed Party in um, the back end of the summer transfer window, but when you have Jacker and Elneny in midfield and, and Sabayos coming in, there's not a great deal of creativity there, and you know. Out of form, Pepe and an out of form, Bamiang with a an aging Lacazette isn't on paper. It sounds good, but in principle, hasn't really worked well. Yeah. So, I think, um, yeah, I think Smith Rowe yeah. and Saka, and obviously Martinelli coming back, that's a huge plus for us. Um, as uh, has helped massively, and yeah, I do think that creative aspect and you know the link up play and running in behind has nice. definitely helped us with our form so far. Sounds good. Well, next game. Unless you got anything else to say. I think... Um, yeah, oh, just quickly. Yeah, just quickly. Uh, we'll definitely talk about Arsenal later. Um, I want to yep. talk about Urzu actually later as well when we talk about some transfers and stuff going right. on. But yeah, yep, sure. I'll talk to you about Arsenal later. Yeah, no worries. Yep. Next game that I wanted right. to cover. So Alfie, me and you both missed the first half of this game. I've watched the highlights. And Man City... Did, yeah. Well, this, from the second yeah, half, I thought... Man City could have had another one or two goals pretty easily. They dominated the play, restricted Chelsea to very few chances. The only one I remember is Kovacic outside the box of a hopeful long ranger. Yeah, so I think Man City really controlled that game really, really well. They were lethal. I assume they were lethal in the first half. And the counter-attack, I don't know how many other chances they had. That some well I mean Sterling for that De Bruyne got I don't really know what he was doing but De Bruyne ends up <laughs> don't man he look good I think they they, yeah. they they found a good balance between defence and attack yeah, it was, um... yeah back to back to the Man City that we've known for the last sort of seven or eight years I mean um, you know they've but you know not not at their best and then you see him against Chelsea and obviously I only saw from like 37 minutes so I missed the first three goals um, but they, they controlled the game um, and Chelsea just looked second best for, for most Very passive, I thought, Chelsea. Very passive I thought Chelsea yes yep 
yeah, I'm impressed with City. I already think they're, they're going to push on from, from this point. I think they're definitely contenders for Premier League and Champions League. I do think, though, they might need to invest in a good striker. Um, you know, Aguero mm-hmm. is not as reliable as he once was. He, he's always injured. And, and Jesus, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Jesus. And he didn't play the other night against United. Uh, and they won 2-0 away from home. It was a great performance. So it just goes to show that he isn't a huge part of what they're doing. I think if they've got someone else new, young in, um, you know, and they can attract those players with the money they've got and the status they've got, I think they'll be back up to where they were um, competing for, you know, leagues every single year rather than dropping down. And, and we saw performances this year, like against Tottenham away, I thought they were particularly poor um, and lacked cutting edge in front of goal. So, yeah, I think they need a new striker. But other than that, pretty impressive. Just play the boring up front every week. I think that's the best option to be honest. I'll take it for FBO as well. Maybe, maybe. Well, there's talk of Haaland, isn't there, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I've heard. There's talk of Haaland. He might. There's talk of him going to Chelsea as well. There's no way Chelsea are going to sign him. Like, the players they've brought already, there's no way they'll be able to. Surely they don't. Well, they probably do have the money, but surely Lampard won't be allowed to spend another 100 odd million of how much Haaland would be. I mean, if he goes to City. He, he could be, I think he'll, that'll be, City will be insane because that is the striker they're lacking, I think. Yep. And he's young as well, isn't he? He's young. Um, but you never know, like, I, I, it, it could happen. I don't, it won't happen in January, I, more in the summer, probably. I mean, I've seen that um, City want to cut De Bruyne's wages to get Messi in. Will Messi ever leave Barcelona, though? That's the thing. Like, I reckon he could, I don't know. It's all these rumours, and if they do come true, it'll be massive. I think um, it would just be interesting to see if they ever do happen. Yeah. But yeah, if 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 Haaland went to City, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, see, see, it'd be very worrying, especially with their defense is so good now. Um, that they they mastered yeah. that attack. Yeah, I, I think that, and yeah, I think they'd finally they're going to be very good. Being more of a threat in the Champions League. Um, obviously, I know the last couple of years mm. they've had quite easy ties from what I've seen, especially this year. Their group has been very easy, but you know. Like the Liverpools and, and actually yeah. Tottenham a couple of years ago are getting up there. And, and, you know, City haven't been too impressive in the Champions League. So if they got someone like Haaland, I think that would be a massive coup for them. And, you know, they push on from there. Yeah. I think it'd be huge with the Guerrero coming to the end of his career as Definitely. well. Definitely. All right. Unless you've got anything else to say, that's last game is Southampton Liverpool. Hmm. <laughs> what <Yeah>. a game <laughs> well I covered this a bit earlier I think Robertson I mean, and Mane had some good link up players they always do Salah was pretty non-existent I thought he had one headed chance in the first half didn't do much else Trent had a shocker I, I don't know if this is true I can't believe this is true but apparently he lost the ball like 35 times yeah yeah I saw that one yeah Yep. But it was, I yeah. I can't believe that's, yeah, that's yeah. more than one every three minutes. <laughs> that's just that's ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. So, poor performance from him. Apparently, he was, I haven't probably seen uh, Trent's mistake, but apparently, he should have done better for Ings' goal. Uh, Henderson yeah, at centre yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Henderson at centre back was strange. I don't really know why mm. he should be commanding that midfield and he can't do that from centre back. And he made a mistake which nearly led to a goal where he. He, he he tried to jump in for a header and Ings got there before him. And I think that's the kind of mistake that you can afford in midfield, but you can't centre-back. So, 
Like, it's a strange yeah. decision when Nat Phillips and Reese Williams haven't done terribly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched the game against um, Newcastle the previous week. And I thought, you know, Nat Phillips was a bit of a liability. He wasn't, you know, I, I don't rate him, but obviously he's got to come in and, and fill the gap while Matty, Paul, you know, and Van Dijk are injured. But um, I think playing Anderson at centre-back was obviously the wrong move. Um, you know, I looked at the team at the start and I regretted my decision to predict 4-0 to them. <laughs> I had a feeling Southampton would, would get the result there. Yeah, well, Matty is supposedly in contention for the Man United game. So he's back a lot sooner than expected, right. which is very promising because yeah. we need him back. We need him back big yeah, time. I, I think he's, um, during the Christmas period, you can only really rely on him for one game a week maximum. You know, his body just can't take the demands of the Premier League. He's from the Bundesliga and they have, <laughs> you know, winter breaks and things like that in Europe. And, you know, we just don't have it here. So I think he's, you know, he's not, not particularly reliable. And that's why I think you need to get centre back in, in um, this month. Yeah, yeah. But from a Southampton point of view, very good performance all round. Westergaard's been missing the last two games, and Stevens has come in, and he's kept a few clean sheets. Forster comes in from McCarthy, keeps a clean sheet. So things are looking up for Southampton. Hasnuta was crying; he was so happy they'd be Liverpool. So the passion, <laughs> the passion's there, and I think his passion is kind of got got, got into the phase as well because I think they're a good reflection of him. Very, very passionate team. I like them. Good performance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that Ings goal was really well taken as well. It's good to see Ings back on the pitch. I love Ings. So, good to see him. A good finish from him there. Very good. Very Great Ings a lot. Hopefully, he won't get injured again this season because he was class last season, wasn't he? So, yeah. Very impressive. Well, unless we've got anything else to say, we can move on to the first time we're ever going to do this. Is the slightly different, kind of more general footballing conversation. So, unless you've got anything else to say, we could just get started on. I guess we can start with Arsenal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Start with Arsenal. Um, the first thing I want to ask Alfie actually is Ozil looking like he's going to move. Is, is it about time coming? I'm guessing you're yeah, are you happy, I mean, Stephen. He's, you know, what? he's had his fair share of critics the last the last few years, and you know, since he's been at the club, but. He's given us some great memories and it's, it's about time that he left. He's not in Arteta's plans. Um, and I think he wants to move to Fenerbahce or DC United in the summer if that doesn't happen. Um, so I, I do think it's about time that he left and he moved on, even though, you know, when he's on form and when, he's, when he has his day, he's a good player. There's no denying that, but he's just simply not consistent enough. So, yeah, I think it's about time we move him on and, and get young blood in, and we'll, obviously we've already talked about Smith Rowe, and and he's filling that gap, you know, more than more than well. So yeah, it's it's a shame, but it's about time. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, and especially the wages he gets paid as well for him not to be playing. It's a lot of your yeah, yeah. your budget. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, and hopefully you might be able to, you'll be able to invest in. Maybe sign yeah, a new I mean, player or something as well. I think the only reason he got that place. contract was because obviously Sanchez left, went to United, and we needed to keep him. We couldn't afford to lose both at the same time, so it was it was a very rushed yeah. move, and and in hindsight, probably not a clever one from Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly say something as well. So obviously, I'm sure by now everyone can tell that yeah. you're an Arsenal fan, Alfie. Um, you obviously, you obviously. Uh, 
obviously yeah. Woken fan as well. Um, part part time <laughs> like me, uh, but. So obviously we haven't yeah. been able to watch them much uh, lately. No fans, you haven't been able to go to Arsenal either. Like, what have uh, what have you found? Obviously, without without fans yeah. being able to yeah, go to matches um, and stuff. It's obviously like, been difficult. Obviously, um, I go to uh, I, you know I'm a season to go to Arsenal, so I'll go there every every week if when they're at home anyway, and then go to Woking. You know, most Saturdays when they're on, um, especially as Arsenal in the Europa League play on Sundays and Woking on Saturdays, so it suits me in that respect. Um, even though yeah. I, I don't like it, um, but um, but yeah, you know, Woke, it's been a difficult one, especially with Woking. It's such a um, a small amount of fans, but you know, by no means a bad amount, bad set of fans. You know, they're you know always loud, always passionate, especially in the KRE behind the goal. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's a shame we can't go. But um, we've been buying the streams and watching watching most games um, just because we need our weekly fix of, of National League football. So yeah, it's it's been good to watch the games, but you know, it's um, disappointing not to not to go and watch them. Even though I did get actually one game in, I think you were there as well, Tom, in December. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was good to go and see. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So nice. Even though it was you know strange <laughs> and um, you know all the protocols were were odd. You had to be in your seats like an hour before kickoff and whatever. But it was nice to go and see them. Um, yeah. Hopefully, in the near future. Um, Next season, hopefully, we'll be back to see them on a more regular basis. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Um, and especially as you, your season ticket are both, it's a big amount of time we'd normally spend definitely. watching football. Um, and I think, I think as well, me and Chris are talking about the effect it has had on some of the teams in the Premier League without their fans backing them. Like, if you think like some Sheffield of these teams United. without without yeah. their fans, like you need Sheffield yeah. United as well. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I also think. Um, I mean, you know, Arsenal our, ourselves. Usually, we, um, you know, we're shouting and, and screaming at them if they're, if they're playing poor, which they have been. So they they, they do need their rocket <laughs> up their um, proverbials um, to, uh, <laughs> to play, play better. Um, but yeah, it's going to have an effect on everyone. But I think it's, I think it's um, unfair to to say one team has, has struggled more than others because everyone's in the same situation. But I do see where you're coming from with teams like Sheffield United, um, who have definitely struggled. You know, their yeah. fans are—they're fantastic usually. So it's a—it's a real shame for them not to be able to be there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you hope hope after this lockdown, things people will start to get vaccinated and we'll be able to return fans safely. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, as it looks like the Premier League is continuing. Um, which as long as they stick to their protocols and stuff and don't go out <laughs> partying like some of them do, which is stupid. <laughs> some of the Spurs players, which I was... I'm pleased uh, how Mourinho spoke. You could tell he was angry, which is good because it's just stupid. And things like that aren't going to help people, aren't going to keep the Premier League on either. And it's just... They've just got to yeah, use I their think, common sense, really. Premier League and, and all football, really, when you can stream it, that's a, that's a massive thing in people's lives at the moment to be able to watch that. Just to have some mm. some sort of normality yeah. in is huge. So for players to be able to, you know, go out and do parties and whatever, it's it's hugely irresponsible. And you know, you know, I don't condone that at all. It's um, it's not good. And it's right that you know Premier League managers and the Premier League are speaking out against these players because I think it's it's actually disgusting that they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know. Yeah. Especially with the like, how many people follow them as well, look up to you as well. Like as a footballer, 
and you set examples like that, it's just I mean, yeah, posting, posting pictures on social media um, is only going to go one way. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I can think of yeah. a Grealish example. And I mean, this wasn't. I don't think it was the uh, coronavirus. But he, he he posted to everyone to stay safe and stay at home. And then he, oh no, he went to a party or something, got drunk and crashed the car. It was tailgating someone. <laughs> and it's like they, the, the footballers, they just say what they're, they're told to say, but they don't act on it. And it's not a good example at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to mention another greenish incident. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know he said that, that picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't in my thinking, though. Oh, oh good, good. <laughs> good stuff. I think... <laughs> I'm sure if, if people don't understand, then don't worry, but people don't want to understand you. <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> yeah, with... with... With fans coming back to the stadium, I think not with um fans coming back to the stadium, with um being able to watch from home is quite a big difference between the, the our times at the moment and last year, March, April, because we do have football to watch, and for a lot of people, football is a big part of their lives, and for them to to be able to oh, yeah. to watch a game, I mean, even if you're not that interested in teams outside of the team you support, you've still got football on pretty much twice twice, three times a week. You can watch football the way the broadcasting schedule set up. You can watch like yep. you can watch four games on a Saturday because they they're spread out across the day. You, you've you've got something to look forward to all the time. And I think I think that's such an important difference to the lockdown we had last year. And it I think it's good for people's health that they get to to, to watch to watch football because it is such an important thing and it brings a lot of people joy. Yeah. Massively. Massively um underrated in terms of you know things like mental health and, and all that um it's mm. it's it's, uh, it's a real staple of what people enjoy you know you, you go to work and you get two thousand people or you go to arsenal and get sixty thousand they're all there to to do the same thing get behind their team so having that on a having that on a live stream or however that may be is um is massively important to everyone yeah yeah yeah, one hundred percent. They keep the 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 lower league games think... carrying on as well, because a lot of a lot of fans, I think, in who support lower league teams aren't generally as interested in in the in the top leagues so much. I think they're more kind of community. They support their community team, uh, and so I think it's important that these 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 leagues stay on these lower league, League One, League Two, National mm. League, because because they're, they're a lot of their fans aren't really as interested in the in the Premier League etc definitely yeah definitely yeah definitely I think uh, we can um, we can talk about some of the the transfers that looks like are going to happen some that have have happened um, and we think that could happen now I mean uh, John one of us said a couple have happened so United have signed someone haven't they Um, who they signed uh, off Diallo isn't it the winger from Atalanta yeah, yeah. Wasn't it like 45 million or yeah, something? A lot of I money. I saw something around that, yeah. I don't know um, much about this guy. Nice. I mean, I, I don't know much about him. No, neither. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing... Yeah. 
Oh, I'm guessing he's good. I mean, I, I wish I could sit here and say I've seen him um, and he's good, be... but I genuinely haven't seen him play a game. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't say no, either way. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I think it'd be interesting. Obviously, one thing that another yeah. thing that's interesting is Halaire's mm. left West Ham. So they've only, and obviously with Antonio's injury risk, they surely have to yeah. sign another striker because Antonio's always getting injured. Like I was shocked to see Halaire yeah, leaving. I, I to be honest, I saw, but, I saw his stats. It was like. Um, uh, he scored 10 goals in 48 Premier League games or something like that. Um, which is, you know, that's that's poor considering he came for quite a lot of money. 40 million. And he had quite a successful year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I've seen something, people joking about how he, he probably has the same agent as uh, Chupa Moting. <laughs> <laughs> because because uh, yeah, getting so a move that, to Ajax yeah. from West Ham with 10 goals in 48 games is... Um, I really have no idea how he's managed that. But <laughs> it's a strange decision because you, no, I'm just I know. looking at West Ham's no, forwards here. They got Haller, Antonio, Hugel, and Ajeti. Ajeti and Hugel have left on permanent yeah. deals. Haller is obviously left now, so they've only got Antonio. Now I don't know who else can play unless they've got an mm. academy striker lined up. Unless Bowen goes up front, it's a strange mm. decision. But I think we can expect another a signing for West Ham up front. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, strange decision. They've got got a decent amount of money from a player who's not performing. Yeah, I think it was twenty five nil, and he hasn't been there very well. Yeah, twenty fourth nil. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting transfer there. Uh, any others that has, that have happened? Not that I can think of off the top of my head at the moment. I mean, I know there's lots of teams interested. Ericsson's being talked about going to. In the Premier, isn't it West Ham or really? Ericsson as well? I think it's West Ham. Yeah, I've heard that apparently they, they could sign him. I mean, he I reckon he'll end up going to, with Pochettino to PSG. Um, yeah. Interesting to see if Ali goes to yeah. PSG now as well. Now Pochettino's boss there. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I like Deli Ali. He he he. When he he's a bit lazy. I can understand why Mourinho doesn't play him. I don't think he's going to get regular game time. So I think. It'll be sad to see him leave, but but if he, I wouldn't be surprised if he does well, leave and go to PSG, I mean, yeah, especially I'm, under Pochettino. I don't see where he fits into to his plans, Mourinho, because he's got no. He, he likes to play uh, Ndombele and Sissoko or, or Winks as well, um, and then he sort of relies on Kane and Son up front to to get goals, along with you know Bergwijn might chip in with a few, but you know I, I don't really see Ali featuring too much and. He hasn't the last few months anyway, so no. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Going back to no, the, no, you know PSG and his old boss uh, Pochettino. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, he's he's not Mourinho's type, and and yeah, he's not gonna. I don't think he can have much really, especially with the like you said, the way Tottenham play. They need those midfielders that they have at the moment in there. Um, I think. I think yeah. I think like we were speaking earlier, the main positions that need to be signed: Liverpool centre back. If City sign a striker, and then they'll definitely be an option for FPL, because if they they start on every depends who they sign, I'm guessing it'd be a good striker. You'd think because it's City, but that that'll make De Bruyne even better. Like De Bruyne playing balls to like whoever whoever they sign would be amazing. Um, um, so yeah, that that'll be interesting to see, and you'd you'd hope there'll be one or two big signings. Um, yeah, well, January. Just touching on Arsenal quickly. Um, I think they're, you know, they're yeah. looking to offload quite a few players, quite a lot of, you know, what I'd refer to as Deadwood, people like Mustafi and, and Socrates. Um, 
I think there's interest. I don't know how there's interest because they're both shambolic. <laughs> um, but, 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 but I think there is interest from. Uh, I think, I think I'm right in saying Socrates. Um, there's interest from Genoa. Um, I think that's how you say it, in, in Syria. Um, yep. And you know, Mustafi's Just had sorry, numerous yeah. um, strange links with Barcelona. <laughs> Surely not. But, Imagine um, that. I, no, I, I, I think um, no, I think they'll get rid of quite a few players. Hopefully, in the next six months, anyway, and then and then look to rebuild um, from then. Well, we've we've already seen yeah. Saliba go yeah, on out. You know, I think he was. I think I remember at the start of the season he was tutored as someone who could be a good Arsenal centre back playing every week. But it hasn't hasn't gone that way. Mm. So, it's, what do you think about his situation moving off to Nice on loan? Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, it's been it's been pretty disappointing. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Um, I think yeah, he, he wasn't included in the Premier League scores and the Europa League scores, which was again very surprising. But I think he had um, exceptional family reasons. I think his um, his uh, his mum and dad um, died in a very short space of time, and obviously as a youngster coming from France to a new country, um, different environment, especially with um, everything going on in the current world, the current climate. I think it's a difficult one for him. Um, so. Yeah. Even though it's disappointing that he's gone back to France, I think it's the right decision in his career, um, especially as Arteta didn't give him a chance. Um, obviously, that's disappointing as an Arsenal fan, but um, yeah, I, th- I think it's good for him to be Yeah, better. I think it should aid his development because he's only gone out on loan. Yeah. I assume it's for half a year. And you never know, if he starts getting his confidence yeah, back, just... he comes back in that Arsenal team. He's fighting with, with Gabriel, with holding for, for his position. Well, absolutely. I think um, I think Leicester got Fafana, the centre back from Saint Etienne as well, and he was playing alongside really? Saliba. And actually, Saliba was yes, yeah, Saliba was touted as better than Fafana. Um, so, oh, wow. it's a difficult one. He's obviously come in and played for Leicester, and he's yeah. been very, very good this year. I've been impressed with him. Um, so, hopefully, mm. if he can reach them heights again, then yeah, he'll be in the first team. But he's got to be given a chance first in, in the lesser competitions like the Europa League yeah. and whatever. Um, so, yeah, you, know, you just never know. Some players work and some don't. And, you know, it's fine. But I'd prefer if they gave him a chance because I think it's unfair just to expect him um, to go abroad and play well and then come back into the Premier League as a 19 or 20-year-old, 20, 20 whatever he is, and perform week in, week out. I think that's that's unfair. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I did see another transfer news, actually, uh, that Steve Bruce looking to sign on loan Jesse Lingard, Phil Jones <laughs> and Brandon Williams, the United trio. Now, now, I'm not sure how true this is, but if, if Lingard and Jones start getting game time, who knows what happened? Well, <laughs> like, I, it could, it, I don't know. Ugh, I don't know, but it's, it's a bit of a strange be, one, I guess. Be, um... <laughs> Very odd you... to see. I mean, I haven't seen Phil Jones for a long time, really. <laughs> no, I thought he even played there. No. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but... No, I know. Same. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Williams. Brandon it would Williams, be very strange. I don't think he's too bad. It's just that they've got Shaw and Tellers now, so he's not going to get a look in really, unless yeah, one of them gets exactly. injured and he plays um, Carabao Cup or whatever. So. Yeah, I think I think it's right for yeah. look for a loan move, but that that sounds pretty mad. Lingard and Jones as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Jones isn't even in the Man U squad. Yeah. He's just there <laughs> at the club. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he'll be looking to loan out. Um, I think, to be honest, if there if there, we haven't got much, if there isn't any more injury stuff to say, we could move on to our predictions. I mean, if you two have anything else to say on the injuries or uh, transfers or anything, um, if not, then we can yeah, move yeah, on to move predictions. On. All right. Yeah, yeah you, you, you need to wait. All right. Uh, time for the bet. Yeah, time for the best part of the pod. Our predictions, and with Arthur would do is again. Uh, hopefully, won't hopefully <laughs> won't beat us again, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, have you got something to write these down? Yeah. Okay. So I'm back first in game, Sheffield United, 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 Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> oh no, not again! Surely, surely not. Yeah, yeah, that's my is that is that a genuine is that a genuine guess? Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Alfie, well, what do you think? You know what? Newcastle are a very hit-and-miss team. and I saw them the other week against Brentford and they were really shocking with their first team out. Um, but I do back them. Yeah, I yeah. them to get a 2-0 win at Sheffield United just because I don't see them winning a game anytime soon. I think they're very poor. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm going 2-0 Newcastle as well. I can see a clean sheet here. Sheffield United are poor. Wilson, it's, it's just perfect for Wilson. He's going to get his brace. But yeah, 2-0 two, two Newcastle. I'm definitely not changing off. my mind. I'm back in Sheffield United. Yeah, I wrote that. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Man, we'll, we'll see. We'll Guaranteed see. It could, be, it could be three that, points for me and zero <laughs> for both of you. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Could be. All right. Man United, Burnley. Um, you're saying for that? Alfie, what do you think? Um, well, I've actually gone with 4-1 to Man United for this one. Um, I can see them uh, yeah. running right at Burnley. Um, you know, they're, again, just a strange team to watch, Burnley. And defensively, I think, you know, I think Man United with Martial, Rashford, Fernandes with the form he's in, I think they'll get a few goals. Um, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back in Burnley to get a goal, though. So, yeah, 4-1. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go 3-1 three, three, United as well. Like you said, Burnley are, are a strange team. United are looking good. But I, I do think, yeah, Burnley will nick one, I think. But yeah, 3-1 three, three, United. See, first time I looked at this fixture, I was like 3-1 United. But it just feels like, I don't know, if it happened against West Ham, I don't think it's going to happen again. <laughs> so maybe that's just me being a bit stupid. I don't feel like I can go that way. So I'm going to go 2-0 to Man United. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, United wins. Uh, the then. next game yeah, is very win this. difficult to predict. Uh, I think Wolves' Wolves' home form is good. Uh, I mean, this season, I'll just get up their form whilst you guys uh, give me your predictions. Actually, Wolves Everton. God. What? Yeah. What are you thinking, Arthur? I've just changed my prediction last minute. I'm I'm going with one-one. Just just because Ooh. I think these teams will cancel each other out. I think recent weeks they haven't been too impressive, um, and you know, Calvert-Lewin, as you've said earlier on, is not in not in a great run of form. So yeah, one all, I think. I like that. Yeah, that's a good good one. I think I can see a I can see a low scoring game. I'm actually going to go two one Wolves. So I think they nick this one. I do think Everton will score though, especially if Rodriguez back. Um, but yeah, I'll go yeah. Two, two, one, well, two one Wolves. Wolves have conceded on average one goal a game at um, home. So I can I can see that continuing. One one all just seems like the standout result, but it just seems a bit boring at the same time. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, I think may I come back? No, I'm going to back Wolves because I like Wolves. 1-0, 2 0 1 0 2 0 Let's go 2-0. 2-0 Wolves. What are you guys' predictions actually? Can you just repeat? Yep, 1-1. Tom? 2-1 okay. um, right, nice. Wolves. Moving on to the next game. 2-1 Wolves. All right, the next game is City-Brighton. 5-0 wow. City. I'm going, I'm going, going big. Go no, bigger, guys. 5-0. Yep, I can see that as well. I've gone with a similar result, 4-0. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they'll, they'll get a... Yep. A comfortable win against Brighton. I've gone for three nil. I think I can see a very comfortable yep. Man City win. Nice. But we have seen Man City kind of conserve their energy a bit in games. I remember the Southampton game the last twenty or so minutes. They kind of just controlled and managed the game, so they didn't really go for the throat and go for the third or the fourth goal, second, third, fourth goal. I mean, we've only seen them score five against Burnley at home. Now that's the only. I think maybe that they will. You know, win four or five nil, but mm. oh, I don't know. It's, it's hard one to predict. No, I agree. In terms of how many goals they're going to score, but I, I certainly think they're going to win to nil. That's that's the only reason I've gone with four actually instead of um, two or three, just because at home for they just have that. They have something else at home. I don't know what it is. They just have a an ability to score goals. Um, and yeah, like we saw against a poor Burnley side with. Um, I think they yeah. had Peacock Farrell in goal, yeah. so that probably didn't help. Um, but yeah, it was, nah, yeah, I get that. I think I think Man City yeah. got confidence at the moment, and that normally um, they were winning, Spur. you know, two 0 against Fulham. They had a two 0 against Newcastle, but I can see them really dominating this game, and then three or four 0 with this confidence. So mm. yeah, I agree with you both. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like that. Um, if it's not called off. Spurs Villa next. Now, I'm going to go 2 1 Spurs. I'm going 2 1 Spurs. Um, I think Villa have been good defensively. I think Spurs nick no. this part. They're not going to score many, I don't think. That's for sure. Right. Um, I'm, I'm looking at really? quite a high scoring game. I think Villa have got goals in them. Um, I'm going with 3 2 to Tottenham. Still back in the wind. Good, good top. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Um, what are thinking? I'm thinking a low score. And I don't know. I don't think Tottenham scored three against Leeds, but I don't really think they were creating a ton of. Ch- I, I never really felt like Leeds were getting bombarded in that game. I, I, I just can't see Spurs scoring that many goals. One or two goals, tops. It's tough. I'm going to say one-one. Oh, am I? I'm going to say one-nil. One-nil Spurs. No Spurs. Alfie, can you repeat yeah. yours? Because uh, um, you can't. Yeah, when yeah, I was sure. um, three-two to, to Spurs. Wow! Dramatic <laughs> game. Okay. That was sim- was it that score last year? It yeah, was someone like that last year. I just, someone I just scored the like, brace. You know, Tottenham with Son and Kane, they're always going to get goals. But also, in recent weeks, Villa have looked quite good. Um, you know, they held Chelsea to a draw. Um, but, you know, I think they've. I think Tottenham have got too much for them. So, yeah, 3-2. Yeah, 
That's good stuff. And the I'll last game, Arsenal with this Palace. prediction, yeah, yeah. I think your I'll team, think. Arsenal, yeah, are you going to back them to win? I'm back at the end. Three 0 win um, for Arsenal. Um, I think. I think. <laughs> you know, Palace have impressed me, especially. I watched the game at the weekend when they played against Sheffield United and they got two. Um, you know, and they played quite well. But if Arsenal play anything like they did last week, I think they'll get a comfortable win, and that's why I'm going with three 0 yeah, I'm going to go 2 0 Arsenal as well. Um, yeah, I, 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 they're, they're looking good lately. Um, and I think they'll keep the clean sheet and they'll score a couple. So, yeah, 2 0. 2 0 Arsenal. I've gone with 2 1. I think I think Palace will score. On, I don't really know. I just, I just got a feeling they're going to score. <laughs> I'm just going to go over feeling so. 2 1 to, to Arsenal. They've had quite a good attacking threat this year. They've had people like Eze, um, Zaha. Are you chips in? Benteke has come good, so you never know. Yeah, yeah. Zaha up yeah, front has yeah. been I think Arsenal win this, so. Yeah, they got the confidence. Um, Palace have just won two 0 there, so they should be they should be confident, clean sheet, yeah. and a win. So I don't think this will be an easy game for Arsenal. That's fair. No, definitely not. Um, I think I think we're coming. To the oh, end one more this, prediction, this just in case the Aston Villa game is postponed. Oh, Spurs, Spurs, Fulham. Spurs, Fulham. 3 0. 3 0, Spurs. I'm going to go with 2 1 Spurs. Just because. Really? Um, Fair know, enough. Fulham have showed a bit of heart unexpectedly in the last few weeks. I mean, they got a draw at home to um, Liverpool, which was very unexpected. And, and overall, they haven't been too bad. So I'm, I'm going to give them some credit. You know, they beat Leicester as well away from home, which is a massive win. So, yeah, I don't think they'll get anything because I think, again, they have, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but Tottenham have too much. So, I'm going with 2 1. <laughs> I think the only, I yeah. completely agree with like Fulham, that. what you said about Fulham, but they have just had to stop playing for a yeah. week or two, a week and a half because of COVID. Yeah. So, I, I can see that adversity impacting their performance. Yeah. Potentially, potentially. Right, sounds good. Definitely. Well, that's that's the predictions done, Tom. Yeah, so I think I think we're coming to the end. Um, one thing I must add is it's been really good having you on, Alfie, and we'll definitely get you on again yeah, in, a, I mean, in a few I've, weeks. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed um, coming on, having a good chat about football, and um, yeah, I'm happy to come on whenever because um, I think this is a good thing we got going. Yeah, um, you guys got going here um, talking about fantasy and then um, talking about just football in general. So yeah. I'm very pleased. I'm I'm happy to be on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's been nice having you. Um, one thing I add is, um, me and Chris, people listening, we we're gonna do a free hit uh, video just for people that are free hitting. So we'll put that out later. Um, I'll publish with this one in a minute. We'll have our gaming games. Yeah, we'll definitely. Yeah, we'll do that. One, yeah, and next week I think we have um another guest on Sam. We think he's free hitting. We we'll have to discuss with him. Um, we should have someone. So yeah, if, uh, we'll if see. It's not Sam, we um, should have someone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, no worries. So yeah, no worries. yeah. Thanks, Alfie. Been a pleasure. Been good, good podcast. Yeah, it's been a pleasure for us as well. Yeah, really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, till till next time. Um, yeah, see, you later, see you guys later.